0: Welcome to the Steve Travel Show on demand. Don't forget to follow this show so you never miss a minute.
1: Jersey, what, a
2: what the hell are you doing here?
0: From the streets of
2: Union City to your nighttime radio. Steve Travel keeps you in the jersey, no? From seven till eleven.
3: Welcome to a beautiful Monday night in New Jersey. We finally got that gentle rain we've been waiting for forever. And uh, depending on where you are, enjoy it. Take it in. You know, it should open with fire and rain, right? Last week we had the fire, now we got the rain. And uh, we got a lot to talk about tonight on New Jersey 101.5. Uh, as a as a former Philadelphia traffic reporter, we'll talk about 95 and the disaster that's going on. And uh, the question asked by Stu Bukowski, the uh, Daily News, former Daily News columnist, why should it take months to repair 50 yards of I-95? Because it's Philadelphia. That's why. It's what they do. They took seven years to repair a piece of 95. Uh, if you aren't dealing with it, if you uh, were dealing with it, if you are dealing with it, I'd love to hear from you at 1-800-283-101.5. It was, uh, as uh, James Taylor would say, just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. And that was the uh, section just north of the Tacone Palmyra Bridge, a tanker truck under fire underneath, pretty much cooked the road. And now they're going to have to demolish it and they're going to have to rebuild it. And God knows... How long that is gonna take. Uh are you buying months? I ain't buying months. I would bet against months. Again, because I just know how fast things move in Philadelphia. Uh not so fast. But this was after a tanker truck carrying gasoline burst into flames. Uh Governor Josh Shapiro said it'll likely take some number of months to fully repair the roadway. I'm thinking, I don't know. If you had to over and under, I'm going over months. Year? Uh, years so what do you do how do you deal with it how do you get around it well if you're in pennsylvania welcome to new jersey because the alternate route we're all about alternate routes in traffic world would be rather than drive down 95 cross over pay the toll and just take it down jersey go down 295 295 practically runs parallel take it all the way down uh, depending on where you're going. And I know this because when I, uh, when I worked at YSP, YSP was located in one Bala. Shadow, uh, was located at the 555 building. XTU was in the 555 building. Alice was in, uh, one Bala. WIP was in two Bala. So I know from driving to Bala. And I've tried it every possible way from, uh, where I live in Roosevelt. So I'm telling you, man, I mean, it was, I tried, you know, crawling down Route 1, I tried the Betsy Ross Bridge, I tried the Walt Whitman Bridge, the Ben Franklin Bridge. Your best bet, and I know because uh, when I was coming here from Philadelphia, you know, when I was working WIP during the day and coming up 95, it used to be torture coming up 95, and then I spoke with my good friend, Bob Kelly from Fox 29, and he said, no, they, they, they get in Jersey, go right up 295. What a difference. So if you are commuting uh, and you're looking for an alternate route, whatever the toll is, it's worth it. You know it's going to be expensive, but still. one What's your plan? You know, I mean, if you deal with this commute, How has it affected you? How are you going to be dealing with it? And what thoughts do you have about uh, what it was like when you woke up this morning and you found out that uh, part of 95 collapsed in Pennsylvania? How is it going to affect you? And, you know, if you're not affected by that, did you ever find, just kind of stumble on an alternate route that uh, you didn't even know existed? Because that happened to me here. You know, I was driving home one night, and I don't know why my GPS started talking to me. I didn't set it or anything. But it turned out that what used to take me like 45 minutes to get home, I saved like 15 miles and 15 minutes off my commute by taking uh, by taking back roads. Starting with Sloan Avenue and just kind of going through the back, through the route, all the way over, you know, to where I live. And I was amazed I say like 13 miles and 15 minutes off the trip. But have you ever been that lucky? 1-800-283-101.5. If you, were, uh, if you were involved yesterday, if it affected you in any way, I'd love to know. Please give me a call. South Brown Bridge on 95 is going to be demolished. PennDOT said uh, today that work is going to take about four to five days. And they've outlined suggested detours, SEPTA's increasing capacity on the regional rail lines. How do you get around it? Tell me. 1 283 101.5. You know, and what was your, you know, what was the worst impairment to your commute? Did you ever have a situation where you were forced to change your morning drive? You were forced to change your route to work and it worked out better or worse? Sometimes it just happens. Or sometimes, you know, we just experiment. I mean, the dream, someday we'll be able to just beam to work. That is, if we're not already working from home. But until then, we constantly spend our time trying to find the alternate routes. So what's yours? And as far as the uh, 95 collapse yesterday, give me your thoughts. What were you thinking of when you heard it? And how is it affecting you? If you drive south... You know, if you're driving in Jersey, going to Pennsylvania or vice versa, we have a lot of listeners in Pennsylvania coming back. What's it like for you? What's it going to be like for you? And do you trust that they will actually get this fixed? Do you trust they will actually get this fixed in a few months? Two ways of looking at that. You know, number one, my thing is I know how slow, I know the wheels of PennDOT. I know how slow traffic is in Pennsylvania. So when they come out and, like, and you you laugh about it, it's going to take a few months. Yeah, my ass is going to take a few months. Oh, sorry. It's not going to take a few months. And then you see Stu, you know, who I love. You know, Stu Bekovsky was uh, Biko's column in the Daily News. He was the Philadelphia Page Six and he used to put me in there all the time. And uh, when he writes, you know... Very simple on Facebook, you know, one simple question, which makes a lot of sense. Why should it take months to repair 50 yards of 95? And the simple answer, because it's Philadelphia. Shane is in Belmar, a New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Shane.
4: Hey, what's up, brother?
3: I'm good, buddy. How are you? Uh,
4: not too bad, man. This class has so far been awesome for me.
3: <laughs> what, awesome? Why is it awesome for you?
4: Uh, I drive that route every single day. I get off exit twenty five ninety five, right. and it's normally not bumper to bumper. But my commute today was ten times quicker than it normally is.
3: Why? Did you find you had to find an alternate route, right? Or was everybody just avoiding it today?
4: I don't know. I put in my nav. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to find a new route. It said go to same route I normally go. When I went. I got there in like 15 minutes, plus 25 minutes, and I'm like, "This is crazy," because nobody's getting on 95 if they can't pass exit 25.
3: Ah, yeah. All right, so you got lucky; you didn't have to go down that far. Yeah. All right, Shane.
4: I'm hoping it lasts last a year or so.
3: It may. I, I, like I said, it took seven years to last. They fix 95. The best thing, I, the best advice i can give you, Shane. Shh don't say anything thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 how is 95 how is the collapse of 95 in philadelphia affecting your life 1-800-283-101.5 did you ever have to uh try an alternate route and uh how did it work out for you don't leave money on the table if you have to move out of state robert tukansky of remax first advantage is buyers lined up can get your home sold faster for more money than you thought possible John's mom had already moved to Texas and he had power of attorney to sell her home in Aberdeen. Because of permit requirements with the township, the sale was no easy task. But Rob and his team were up to the challenge, assisting John every step of the way with amazing results. Getting John to the closing table after 18 showings and multiple offers in 23 days on the market, selling the home for $325,000. That was $26,000 over the list price. Robert Tukansky of Remax First Advantage has superior marketing to sell your home for the highest price possible. So call the only agent I would call if I needed to sell my home. Call Robert Dukansky at 855-350-1015. That's 855-350-1015. Or online at robsellsnj.com or Google RobSellsNJ. And then you start packing. his fast traffic. On New Jersey, 101.5. Whether brought to you by the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation, whether you're an elite athlete or just someone struggling with pain, Dr. Jody Serra at the Center for Natural Health and Rehabilitation cares about improving the function of your body go to lesspainbetterhealth.com to learn more human remains have been found after the uh 95 overpass collapse in Philadelphia now according to report Dan uh, Dan Alexander's got the story at nj1015.com Felix is in Somerset on New Jersey 101.5 Hi Felix
5: Hey how are you? Thank you for answering
3: my call. Anytime.
5: Uh-huh. <laughs> So, basically, I'm a limo driver, and I work overnight. So, this morning, I heard about the I-95 collapsing, and I just started my shift, and uh, one of the jobs that I'm getting is uh, a pickup in uh, New Jersey going to Philly Airport. Right. And uh, I usually usually do take the 295. Right. And this is a 5 o'clock pickup, so it should be easy, but the problem is going to be, it's going to be heavier traffic.
3: That's You're going to get that, yeah, because they're all coming over, boy. But what are the alternatives? You want to crawl down Roosevelt Boulevard?
5: Uh, no, because it's a five o'clock pickup. So I talked to dispatch, and they—I uh, told them, uh, "Can you work me way, my way towards that pickup a little bit earlier?" And I'll reach out to the customer and just tell them, uh, "Do you mind leaving like half an hour earlier?" So that this way we could beat the traffic in Jersey and just head out and be already in uh, close to the Philadelphia airport area.
3: Yeah, so be, that be that much be ahead, ahead of
5: the game. Yeah,
3: of course. Now, how is this going to how is this going to ruin your life?
5: I mean, it doesn't ruin my life too much because uh, we don't do too many trips in uh, uh, Pennsylvania area or Philadelphia right. area, so it's not going to affect it too much. But it's like a what, a what a coincidence, you know. This morning I hear about uh, it collapsing, and then uh, I get the trip. <laughs>
3: yeah, right. Of all days to get it, this is the morning you got to pick. Yeah. <laughs> Felix, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5, 1-800-283-101.5. How has the collapse on 95 affected your life? If you commute to Philadelphia, what was this morning like? What are you expecting to do? Are you making any kind of alternate arrangements? Are you working out alternate routes? Like what's the best, you know, how are you going to do it? If you're not affected by it, what is the worst thing that's ever happened to your commute? You know the best laid plans of mice and men? What is it? What was the worst thing that ever happened to your commute? A situation where you used to doing it, it works, and all of a sudden it doesn't. All of a sudden you get rerouted. Worst thing that can happen to me is to get rerouted. That's why I thank God. One of the greatest inventions of the modern era, GPS. You know that you get like no matter what happens, you got we got you, we got you. We're gonna get you where you're going. You may not like how we do it, but we're gonna get you where you're going one 800 1015 you know, if there was a fire underneath a tanker truck, and I guess it kind of cooked the overpass and 95, just collapsed. And now a couple of days, they're going to demolish it, and in a couple of months or so, they say they're going to rebuild it. But how has it affected you? You know, if you take that route, did you, we just had someone say, you know, it was a lot easier this morning because everybody was avoiding it. Was that the case by you? Or was it the case where, uh, you know, you just jumped over to Jersey?
6: Did you get affected by this? Um, not specifically by the 95, but when I used to live in South Jersey, uh, the construction on 295, the 76, 42, whatever that is, uh, in, uh, interchange uh, by exit 26 on 295, that construction there every day got me.
3: Oh, my God. I used to, hate, I used to come over to Ben Franklin Bridge. And they would have like, it would be into like one lane. And I'm fighting to get to work on time. It's driving me crazy, right? And you have all, all this, all this traffic getting into the bridge to toll would be this massive, you know, cluster F and then all going into one lane to get over the bridge. And you see all these construction guys in the four lane, like on break, just watching everybody and a big flag and an orange traffic cone. Your tax dollars at work. <laughs> Maybe you want to shoot that sign. (laughs) All right. 1-800-283-101.5. But, you know, you just don't expect something like this to happen. Kashmira is in Somerset, New Jersey, 101.5. Hi, Kashmira.
7: Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. I'm calling to let you know about the worst commute that I ever had was not here in the U.S., but in Canada several years ago. Right. In Vancouver. And I had to go from North Vancouver to Vancouver, right? and there was a bus strike. The oh. bus strike was to have taken place for, uh, it was expected to get over in three days, but it took four months. Wow. And there were no ferries between Vancouver and North Van, and so I had to walk uh from North Van uh, to Vancouver and then back home and each way was about i would say 8 kilometers
3: my god how long did that take you
7: about an hour i'm a slow walker uh uh-huh. wow
3: and, and that's the way you had to do it
7: yes and and then i had a friend um, who sometimes had to drive from west vancouver to north van to pick me up and then so it it was it was uh, uh, the worst commute for four months. Oh, my God.
3: And then it got then it got back to normal. Then it got better. Yes, yes. Uh, Mira, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Worst thing to ever happen on your commute. 1-800-283-101.5. And uh, if you use 95 for your commute, how is this going to affect you now? You know, how is this going to affect you going forward? And why should it take, you know, months, to repair fifty yards of roadway, a good question asked by Stu Bakovsky. Uh, what do you think? And you know what the the problem is. You know everything is at a crawl to begin with, but it just takes so things just take so long to get anything done down there. And coming in Jersey, we're going to be overcrowded. People going to be coming in, taking the two ninety, you know, taking the two ninety five alternate route, which actually is the better. Uh, way to do it but if you are driving in that how are you know what kind of wh- what are you doing would you take public transportation are you a fan of public transportation if they had public transportation where you live would you take it one eight hundred two eight three one zero one point five. eight283 101.5 how we're dealing with uh, the happenings of 95 and now it's possible that human human remains were found after the overpass fire collapse in Philadelphia, this is according to report. You can get it on NJ1015.com with Dan Zarrow. We've got everything you need on the website. But right now, we've got everything you need with Chad Robeson. 7.30 on New Jersey, 101.5. We're brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for incredible service on all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors. And of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit BYCARL's.com. That's BYCARL's.com. Steve Trevalese. Alright, so, uh, 95 collapsed yesterday in Philadelphia. And, uh, it's gonna have to be replaced. It's gonna take months to replace it. They're gonna have to demolish what's left. And it turns out human remains were removed from the debris. Uh, the roadway that once passed over Cotman carrying an estimated 160,000 vehicles a day collapsed after a tanker truck exploded in flames underneath. Now, they're not fireproof. You know, this is, uh, this is, you know, it's, it, they weren't designed to withstand fire. Very few bridges are. So now plans have to be made. You know, they're saying it's going to take months. And uh, the way PennDOT works is probably, you know, it may take years. But this is what we have to deal with. Uh, If you drive in Philadelphia, if you commute in Philadelphia and you take 95, uh, which is torture to begin with. I used to be a traffic reporter in Philadelphia. And, you know, you just take for granted. You know, it's going to be packed. And it always is. And like I said, I've tried every possible way to get from, say, uh, Great Adventure down to, uh, kinwood And I would take like, uh, try exit four, going to 95 and coming down like 73 across. Or you could take, uh, 130 all the way down the Betsy Ross Bridge. I would do. I tried the Ben Franklin Bridge, the Walt Whitman Bridge, every possible way to do it. Roosevelt Boulevard, which the thing about Roosevelt Boulevard, it's a crawl to begin with, but they have speed cameras. So you got to really pay attention. They have red light cameras and they have speed cameras. And unlike Jersey, they will get you. They will give you the ticket. So there's that. But have you ever had a situation where your commute got screwed up or you had to make an adjustment? Either find an alternate route or maybe an alternate route where maybe an alternate route found you, like what happened to me. Where my GPS just started barking out, you know, make a left here, get off of there, and I went really, and I ended up working for me. One 1015 uh, It's tragic, you know. It's tragic that this happened. And all day, if we were on yesterday, if we weren't playing music yesterday, this would have been twenty four seven hour. You know. Uh, Pennsylvania Department of Transportation and the city of Philadelphia have not discussed what happened to the driver or publicly identified the driver during a Monday briefing. They said the driver lost control of a truck on a curve on an exit ramp uh, off 95. 6ABC Action News reported human remains were found, which family and name sources identified as Nathaniel Moody, He worked for a Penn trucking company. Unidentified sources told 6 ABC Action News truck was carrying 8,500 gallons of 87-octane fuel when it caught fire, according to the report. And uh, CBS Philadelphia reported that a nearby gas station was expecting a delivery and called police when it didn't arrive. So that's where, that's the story. And, you know, this is now what we deal with. So if it affects your commute... What are you going to do? How are you going to deal with it? And if you get the opportunity to work from home, this would be a good time to take it. They're going to put more and more SEPTA, you know, they're going to put more transportation, more public transportation available. But are you uh, are you a public transportation person? PennDOT has suggested detours and SEPTA is increasing capacity on in some regional rail lines. But the question now is how do you get around it? And like I said, if you if you're going to use New Jersey to get around it, then what you do, you you know, you get on two ninety five or one thirty, and just head south or north. When I started this job, uh, I would come up ninety five, and it would be a nightmare because I had like an hour to get from would here, and like I said, it was a crawl. But this time, you know, I talked to my good friend Bob Kelly at Fox twenty nine. He goes, "What are you doing? They go through Jersey," and uh, I get on uh, two ninety five. Right up, no problem. Which is better than 130. But if you're going to do the boulevard, forget it. Because the boulevard, you're crawling. And you got all those lights. And all those lights now have speed cameras on them. Thank God we don't have speed cameras in New Jersey. And we never will have speed cameras in New Jersey. You saw it happened when they tried to put the red light cameras in New Jersey. But if you were involved, if you were dealing, if you're driving on 95... If you work in Pennsylvania, live in Jersey, and you have to, you know, drive down 95, how is this going to affect you? And if you don't, what is the worst thing that's ever happened to your commute, and how did it work out for you? Dave is in Old Bridge, a New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Dave.
2: Hey, Steve. It's me, Tobor
3: eight man. How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on, Tobor?
2: Hey, I'm doing pretty good, Steve. How
3: about you? Uh, I can't <laughs> complain. I don't have to drive down 95, so I'm already in a great <laughs> mood. <laughs>
2: Yeah, really. Yeah, I heard about that. I used to hang out in Philly all the time growing up when I was younger. Right. So I had some friends that lived near Temple, so I was up and down. Every week- weekend I was in Philly playing ball or hanging out at South Street. So I I, I Googled a couple of things, and I was like, well, what temperature does concrete melt at? And it says it's 2,880 degrees. Wow that's that's some hot yeah that's some hot heat boy so i also googled remember that bridge that collapsed in minnesota over the river
3: yeah that
2: was the a five w bridge right yeah they said it took them 14 months to replace that bridge and that's a that was a complete bridge though this is just a section of roadway and they have something called permeability fast drying concrete and they said it dries within hours so all i got to do is put the rebar, you know, make sure everything underneath, lay the rebar, pour the concrete, do the slabs, and hopefully it shouldn't be like 10 years.
1: <laughs> you
3: know this is Philadelphia, right?
2: Well, yeah, I know it's Philadelphia. You know, yeah, know this is Ben this yeah, yeah. work, right? Yeah, I yeah mean, but they're going to have to expedite this because this is a major thoroughfare.
3: You would think... You would but look at the last time they last time they fixed ninety five. It took like seven years. I mean, things just get slow and slower and slower. But thank you. Don't have, you don't have to drive there
2: anymore, do you? No, nah, I don't go down that way. I'll just, I went to St. Joe's to see Camden play Imhotep about two months ago, but I took the train, so.
3: <laughs> That's the better move. That is definitely the better move. Alright, 283 101.5. Why should it take months to repair 50 yards of 95? I think giving you the out, right? It takes months if they, if they over deliver, if they can come in under that, it's great. I just don't think they're going to come in under that because, like I said, I used to do traffic reports in Philadelphia. I've seen what this city can do when it comes to roads. One.com. Be a victor, not a victim, or victim-proof your life. Our New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall, victim-proofing your life, is this Thursday night at 7. Learn how to survive a mass shooting, a home burglary, stop car thieves and cyber criminals. You'll hear from the New Jersey Office of Homeland Security, a top private security firm, and more. Eric Scott will take your calls and prepare you for the worst when you need it the most. The New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall, victim-proofing your life, is Thursday night at 7. Watch it on the Facebook page, nj1015.com. Well, listen, on New Jersey 101.5. What a great idea. Listen, on New Jersey 101.5. Steve East. are you dealing with the uh, 95 disaster? Now they found human remains. Uh, it's it's so sad. Uh, part of the collapse because of a tanker truck that caught fire underneath the overpass. And uh, how are you dealing with it? Your commute going to be affected. Your life going to be affected. How long will it take? They're saying months. Could it take years? What's we'll the see over and under on months in uh, Pennsylvania when it comes to PennDOT. Mike is in Easton on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Mike.
8: How you doing? Good. Well, How are you, Mike? Hi. Good. When well, I saw all of this and I'm listening to you talk and the guy, you know, came off the exit and he was going so fast. Those, first of all, those trucks got governors on them. I think they can only go like 45 miles an hour. Right. That's because of the gas paint on it. Okay. So they're only allowed to go so many miles an hour. Second of all, the way they pushed this green initiative, I wouldn't doubt if this was done purposely. Mike, I mean, Mike, uh, Mike. Go ahead. Go
3: ahead. Yeah, go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen to yourself. Listen to yourself. They they decided they want to sacrifice. They they want to kill people for what? Why was this done purposely? What's the What's the end game on this? Was done purposely.
8: So well, first, they were saying nobody got hurt. You know, they found human
3: hurt. remains mike who was the the person
8: who was the person,
3: who who was was the the person? Human, human remains yeah. found after the i ninety five Oberpass fire in philadelphia they found human remains so somebody died they were removed That's from right. the debris from the instate uh this is court this came out today
8: i I understand that somebody passed away and, and i what? It, but you don't who, who it, was it wasn't passed
3: time. away. Where say this again?
8: They got killed. Got killed. Once they got killed, they got killed. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame. Yes. You wanna know something? They would do anything to pass their agenda.
3: What agenda? They would what is the agenda to 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 have ninety five collapse?
8: Listen, what you're gonna hear now, okay, mm-hmm. let's say it wasn't done perfectly. But what you're gonna hear now is see, see how dangerous gasoline going through the neighborhoods. If this was a residential
3: area, more people would have died and they rear So I, let me uh, Mike, Mike, I, I, listen man, you're probably a good guy. I, I know you believe what you're saying, but you sound ridiculous. You really do. No no yeah, back- no, Mike, come on. So so they decided back- what? They decided that a guy was gonna drive an oil tanker truck too fast around a curve, have the truck go up in flames so that we could take out an overpass and the whole uh, reason for this is to create the argument that we shouldn't let g- tanker trucks drive through our streets? Do you believe this?
8: All right, what about this? What about this, which you wouldn't believe? But let's take the case of the new Yankee Stadium. How did we get to new Yankee Stadium? Because part of the upper deck fell down on a chair after everybody... Who was
3: jumping up and down in the joint left that night, and now they could get their new stadium. So you're thinking they just... So you got you got a lot of these things, right? You you've been working on these conspiracy theories.
8: Well, but it's it? Uh, listen,
3: there. Mike, Mike, I I don't believe this one. I really don't.
8: Three months. Off, three months. Off uh, respectfully,
3: for you. I'm saying I don't believe this one. I mean, okay, I, I know, you don't. Have I know. I know. I'm. I'm I, your your opinion is well noted, and I'm just saying. I don't think so. All right? But but seriously. All right. Thanks for calling New Jersey
0: 101.5. Dennis and Judy,
3: over 25 years of truth bombs. Weekdays, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on New
0: Jersey 101.5.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. Steve Trouble is talking to you till 11 o'clock tonight at nj1015.com. You could read my blogs, uh, great New Jersey rom coms, and uh, David Portnoy's Central Jersey Pizza Reviews. Because you know how much you like I've in New Jersey? You know how much Portnoy likes pizza in New Jersey and everywhere. Because if uh, David Portnoy gives your pizza a good review, you could have lines going out the door and up the block. And we would like that for every pizzeria in New Jersey. Uh, so, last hour, I'm talking about this fire. You know, that started by a tanker truck that uh, exploded under at 95, causing 94 to 95 to collapse by the uh, uh, Tacony Bridge. And a uh, guy calls in uh, with the idea of floating the conspiracy theory. That this could actually have been a setup to uh, to push the agenda of electric cars. And the idea that why would anybody want to drive a tank? You know, you see what happens when you drive tanker trucks through our city streets. Which I frankly thought was ridiculous. But I also thought I was being respectful. I didn't think I was being disrespectful. And then somebody
6: calls during the news, my producer... And was upset with that. I mean, what happened? So uh, she called in, and uh, she didn't necessarily disagree or agree with anything that that you were saying. But uh, she was saying that uh, she her initial perception of you was a little bit changed because uh, changed. Yeah, she's like, what was it? Ri- what was it originally? She said, "I thought Steve Travolice was such a nice guy, and now I, I thought don't he was know. too." Yeah, I don't. What did I do It, it was so wrong? Um, she doesn't think that you spoke to him very respectfully, and she thought that you should have given what he was saying some more thought because. She was saying that um, also at her at her place of business right. uh, where she works, uh, there are people who are also kind of whispering about how you know it seems like there's a little bit of a shady circumstances about you know what happened.
3: You think there, you think there's like uh, the shady circumstances to how this fire happened? Is there is that is that actually out there? Do people
6: actually believe there's that this isn't all that it seems? I guess so. I mean. I, I don't think that you know that I don't think anybody would do I don't think somebody would
3: purposely sacrifice a driver you know of a tanker truck i don't think you know, th- th- I don't think anybody would go to these extremes to make a point, especially with like that but I also race. thought I was being respectful to the guy i mean because yeah. I, I sincerely was i mean i you know I, I, I just disagree. You know, when you call here, sometimes I disagree with you. <laughs> That's the way it works. Uh one eight hundred two eighty three one oh one point five is the number. If you really believe that there was an ulterior motive to this, if you really believe there was something behind this, uh I don't. And I I mean I don't even want to entertain that. But if you want to call me, I'll listen. <laughs> 1-800-283-101.5. But as far as like uh electric cars go, what's gonna happen? When we get electric cars, like if we if we go totally electric, we haven't had the point where the electric cars crash into each other.
6: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. With
3: the batteries that can't, with the fires that can't be put out in the batteries. You want real scary stuff. I mean, not for nothing. You know, and that they put out a report last week about how great the electric cars are going to be. You know, while the fire was going on, the benefits of the EVs in New Jersey. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I got to mess with my website here. Uh, a pathway to cleaner air, uh, asthma attacks will be down, zero emission vehicles, reduce deaths and sick days. I don't know. But where are you? one 800 But, I mean, I, as far as this, I believe this is what it is. And what it is is a tragedy. You know, lives were lost. Life was lost. We know that. Uh, it could have been so much worse. And it's going to be worse. It's going to be horrendous for those commuting, for those driving. You know, and as far as the electric cars go, you know, how do you feel? Would you buy an electric car? Kenny is in Old Bridge, a New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Kenny. How you doing, man? I'm good. How about you? I'm
9: hanging in there. I think that you were 1,000% right on because I feel like people try to make conspiracy theories to make them their lives more important, because there is no possible way that somebody did this on purpose. Of if course you, not. How many people would have to keep the secret? And like that—that's what people don't realize in conspiracy theories. Like, have you ever tried to keep a secret with anybody? <laughs> other than one person? Of course not.
3: Come on. The first thing you want to do when you know a secret is what?
9: It's tell somebody. Exactly. There is no like this is why I it drives me crazy with like flat earthers and all this stuff. Like you think that that many people know a secret and aren't gonna say it? Like,
3: come on. Well, you know, the thing is so ridiculous is that he's so sure of himself. He's so sure that he's right. And I'm I mean it was I don't think I was being disrespectful. I'm thinking I'm just trying to like you know, be polite.
9: And listen, I don't agree with you a hundred percent of the time, but this one Two thousand percent like there is it, you said nothing wrong
3: well this this will make up for those times you don't agree with me so i get some credit <laughs> here kenny th- <laughs> thank you pal thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 i take this stuff seriously because I, I try not to be disrespectful i joke around but seriously i mean the idea that this would be a conspiracy theory is absurd uh as far as the electric cars go you know there was uh, a report Uh, last week that came out, right on the heels of uh, the smoke, uh, how do you feel about the electric car? If you have an electric car, do you like it? Would you buy an electric car? They're bending over backwards to get you to buy the electric car. Uh, But again, Mike, my fear with the electric cars is that what happens when the electric cars start getting into accidents and the batteries that can't be put out? You know, we haven't seen that because we don't see enough electric cars on the road. But that could be pretty scary. A transmission a tra- a transition to zero emission passenger vehicles would result in significant benefits in New Jersey in many different ways, uh, according to an American Lung Association report. Yes, do it for the lungs. Uh, Michael Selbach is the National Assistant Vice President of State Public Policy to the American Lung Association, said if the change took place, we would see 3,000 fewer deaths. And thirty six billion in public health benefits in New Jersey alone by twenty fifty. Are you buying that? Are you buying if I gave you the choice? Would you buy that or would you buy that if we started pumping our own gas, the price would go down? one <laughs> 1015 The arguments that we make. But I mean, I'm just curious because we're gonna talk about this last week and I didn't. Uh as far as the electric cars go, where are you on the electric car? With all that we know about the electric car, what we're seeing about the electric cars, if you're going to buy a car, would you buy an electric car? Have you bought an electric car? And how do you feel about the electric cars? It's a transition, you know, uh, where you can fill them up. Of course, every Wawa now, you can fill them up there. You can recharge them there. But, you know, the pros and the cons, American Lung Association, they're pro. Everybody benefits from the electric car. How do you feel? Do you benefit from the electric car? One 1015 Would you buy one? Uh, so as long as you're going along with the theory that you know now we're we're setting fires to get electric cars in, which again ridiculous. As a matter of fact, I would go so far as to say
0: Aristophanes, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs>
3: It's summer. Are you missing out on activities you love, taking a walk on the beach or a swim in the ocean, not able to join that walking tour on your vacation because of knee pain, back pain, or any kind of pain Well, start enjoying your life? Call my friends at Trinity Rehab. Trinity Rehab is unlike any place you've ever tried. No prescription needed, same-day appointments, fast results. Trinity Rehab actually fixes the pain instead of masking it. Call Trinity Rehab at 800-518-0977 or go to trinity-rehab.com. Be sure to ask about their EPAT therapy It's cutting-edge acoustic pressure wave therapy that breaks up scar tissue, enhances healing, frees you from pain fast. In fact, most patients see results in three, five-minute sessions, and no prescription is needed to get started. Trinity Rehab has dozens of locations in New Jersey and Pennsylvania, like their newest ones in Ramsey, Woodbridge, Flemington, Toms River, and Wall. So you know there's one near you. For more details, visit Trinity Rehab.com. That's Trinity Rehab.com. Here's fast traffic. It's New Jersey 101.5. Weather brought to you by Maple Leaf Farms Minalefin, one of the largest garden centers in New Jersey. They sell wholesale to the public. They grow what they sell with the largest selection of tropicals, hanging plants, annual flats, roses, and so much more. Visit MapleLeaffarmnj.com. Their prices are insane. Remember that commercial? that Hanging out till 11 o'clock tonight. Steve Trevelisse on, on a, I don't know, kind of rainy Monday in New Jersey. We finally get the rain that we've been waiting for for so long. I was uh, broadcasting live from Asbury Park on uh, the boardwalk. What a great time we had, Ryan and I. At the, um, you know, right across from Convention Hall. The new broadcast studio for New Jersey 101.5. I'm going to be there on June 24th. We'll be back. Uh, so I do that four hours, and then go to uh, MJ's in Manitowan and want an incredible show with uh, Goomba Johnny, Freddie Rubino, and uh, myself, and a really really funny guy. Uh, you know, uh, he was he was was a kid who you know who had hardly ever worked. You know, he in fact you know what he wanted to get on the show so bad and uh michael martucci who put the you know put him on uh he was hysterical i got you know what he, he was so he was so funny because he was so like a young gilbert godfrey his name was ethan Corgano, and he goes up and does like 15 minutes of like uh, like i said he just reminded me of gilbert godfrey just over the top hysterical and the show was great and my brother-in-law came to the show my uh my nephew came to the show with his uh, girlfriend, and of course, my friends from Union City, uh, Rafael Mato and his wife Lisa Debbie Alberti was fantastic. My sister did not come to the show because my sister was up in MetLife seeing Ed Sheeran. I got I got dumped for Ed Sheeran at right, her own brother, and last night Ed Sheeran broke the MetLife Stadium attendance record. Now, if I said to you, "Who's the biggest draw in MetLife Stadium?" How many names would you mention before you get to Ed Sheeran? And no offense to Ed Sheeran. I loved him in the movie yesterday. <laughs> you ever see, what a wacky movie that was with the, the guy who um, is the only guy that knows about the Beatles. And he cashes in on their fame by everyone thinks he wrote the music and all that. But I, I digress. Ed Sheeran finished off his second of two massive mathematics tour performances last night. 89,000 plus at MetLife Stadium. The largest sports and entertainment venue. Uh, The new record was announced by Atlantic Records spokesman Monday and confirmed by a spokesman for MetLife Stadium. It marked his largest U.S. concert to date. So how does that happen? Well... The previous record was held by U2, which is another surprise for the July 20th, 2011 show. Uh, And then thinking out loud, uh, I'm sorry, uh, he beats Bruce Springsteen, he beats Taylor Swift. But how does he do it? I'll tell you how he did it. The way they designed the stage, right? Uh, They put the stage in the round. And they put the stage in the center of the stadium floor, which allowed for fans to be seated in all of the stadium sections. Kind of like an in-the-round kind of deal. Uh, kind of like if you go into a giant or jet game. You get the idea? There used to be a place called the Valley Forge Music Fair in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And the, the stage revolved. So they would sell the entire stage. No backstage. you get on stage and... This stage would spin, literally. So everybody got to see the front of the band, the back of the band. It's kind of weird when you're on there, when you're up there. Uh I am see a Beach Boys concert there with John Stamos, and it is kind of odd that you're moving and the crowd is moving, and you're you're you know and if you're high, not that I would be, but it really doesn't number on you. But uh eighty nine thousand people for Ed Sheeran. Um so talk a little concerts. Because there were so many great concerts in New Jersey, so many great concerts at MetLife Stadium. You know, what was your favorite Jersey concert? What's the best concert you ever went to in New Jersey? And it doesn't necessarily have to be the band. You know, it could be the company you were with. It could be the occasion that you went. So many great times, so many great shows that we've gone to in New Jersey. And each show has its own memory attached to it. I remember taking my uh, my sons when they were nine to see Paul McCartney and uh, my son Albert was so he's quarterbacking now, you know, but he was so into Paul McCartney and to take him to the show uh, and we, we tailgate in the parking lot with uh, Timmy and Kathy Birdie, uh, you know, hanging out going inside and was sitting, you know, looking at the stage, you are know, like, Dad, Dad, look at him, look at the way he stands, look at the way he holds the guitar, wow, and, and it was so, it's, it's such a great memory when you think about, like, when you were a kid, you know, the times that I saw Paul, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, and now I'm there with my son seeing Paul, you know, I mean, that's one of them, you know, another great concert was Bruce at Convention Hall, the um, the concert between, you know, where he was, there was no new album to promote, it was just uh, the band had gotten back together. The E Street Band reformed, and they were doing two rehearsal shows. And they were and it was freezing on the boardwalk waiting to get in, and the shows were phenomenal. You know, But I'm going to throw that to you. What is the best concert that you have ever seen in New Jersey? And what made it so good? It doesn't have to be, like I said, it doesn't have to be, well, I went to see Bruce, or I went to see a big act, whatever. It could be anything. It could be a small show could be something that a band that you just loved. The great thing about here is that like where other places the bands come through and you go see the band, there's a story with the bands in New Jersey. You know, there's stories about the bands have stories about being in New Jersey and it gives it a kind of different feel. 1-800-283-101.5. If we talked about the best concerts, the best stadium shows you've ever seen, what would they be? You know, MetLife Stadium. You know, I I prefer the smaller venues. I prefer to be closer. You know, I think sometimes, like, I remember, like, the Spectrum in Philadelphia was really cool because you were right on top of the performer. While Wachovia, you're kind of back. You know, you're kind of removed. You're kind of in the back of it. But in New Jersey... With all the great Jersey concert venues that we've got, what is the best concert you have ever seen? I'd love to hear your story. And who did you see it with? And what made it so good for you? What made it stand out? Because that's the best part of the show. You know, the concerts all run into each other after a while. Or what was it the performer did that made it so special? You know, was was it something like they were there you know, like a special moment in the show that you'll never forget. What's the best concert you've ever seen in New Jersey?
0: The best concert I've seen, well, I haven't seen many, uh, but the best one I saw was probably a few years ago, Metallica at MetLife. That nice. was the best. Nice. What made it so good? Oh, uh, well, you know, I've never seen them before, uh, so, and I'm a big fan, so. Well, that was a big one. Yeah, that was huge for me. And they did a tribute to Cliff Burton, uh, the bassist that, you know, past 30 years ago when they were there first starting out so it was nice i had a great time it's a great experience there's
3: there. an intimacy yeah you know there's an intimacy
0: you know as, spe- as
3: big as met life is mm-hmm. it shrinks down
0: it feels like they're singing to you you it, know it, like you have really the radio does. on and you're singing in your car and that's what it feels like and everybody
3: with you is on the same page mm-hmm. did you go with friends did you go with people you knew oh like, you friends know, big crowd yeah yeah group of friends yeah and, and you get that memory Absolutely. All 800 1-800-283-101.5. Best concert you've ever seen in New Jersey. The story behind it. It's 830 they are also brought to you by Carl's Fencing, Decking, and Home Improvement. Carl's is your one-stop shop for an incredible service and all your outdoor home improvement needs. Decking, roofing, siding, windows, and doors, and of course, fencing. Surround yourself with the best. Visit bycarls.com. That's bycarls.com. Steve i On New Jersey 101.5, asking the musical question, What is the best concert you have ever seen? in new jersey any jersey venue what was the story behind it debbie's in tom's river on new jersey 101.5 hi debbie
10: hi well it was my birthday one year
3: right. and
10: my daughter took me to the p pnc arts center to see a joe Conker concert and stevie ray Vaughan opened for him it was amazing and the thing of it was stevie ray vaughn was killed in a plane crash Two weeks after that
3: concert, oh. i was so happy I got to see him. Oh, wow. Well, and he was, he was amazing. He was, man, Him opening for Cocker, what a hell of a show that must have been.
10: I couldn't even hardly stand it. It was awesome,
7: to say the least.
3: Oh, Debbie, thanks for calling. Your daughter took you as well. Sean is in Avenel on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Sean. Hey, how are you? Good. How about you? I'm pretty Good. What's your best? What's the best Uh, show you ever saw in New Jersey?
4: Oh, without question. Uh, Actually, two of them, but one top the other. Um, The first one was uh, I saw Bruce at the IZOD Center in 2012. Uh, Uh, and It was like a three-plus-hour show. But then I saw him at MetLife in 2016 in August on my dad's birthday, and he played almost a four-hour show. And I was lucky enough to be in the pit, and then um, surprisingly – there was a lady that actually passed out, I guess, from, like, dehydration.
1: Uh-huh.
4: And uh, she was holding up a sign, and it said Rosalita on it. And then, you know, the paramedics came and, you know, gave her water, and she got all better. And next song he plays is Rosalita. <laughs> <laughs> By request. It was
2: incredible,
4: Yeah, it was incredible. Like, one of the best shows, you know, he's ever put on. And then I'm um, actually going to see him back in actually going to see him again in uh, on September. Uh, this September on his tour
3: it's amazing he's 73 and he still goes out there and plays for three hours he's still got the energy and even in 2016 like you know you go back and look at what Bruce did in like in the 70s you know and and just the energy that he had he doesn't lose it you know it's it's what an an incredible entertainer he is
4: yeah and then if you if someone actually goes on YouTube and I know it's not in Jersey, but it was in 1980 in Tempe, Arizona, mm-hmm. and he played this uh, Detroit Medley song, and it was like 13 minutes long. It was absolutely insane. It's like
3: oh, he would do it all the time. Yeah, you look but, yeah. at early Bruce; he would do like he would do like 12 minute versions of Quarter to Three. If he would close with Quarter to Three by Gary Bonds, and like in those what? days, he would never stop. No, he kept going,
4: and then he you know obviously uh, he also played in the Amnesty International tour, and he did a. Uh, Twisted
3: shot for like fifteen minutes. Wow. I remember that. Peter Gabriel, Tracy Chapman, Bono, and Sting, right? Yep. Sting, what a, yeah. What a lineup. Insane. Yeah. yeah. Sean, good stuff. Thanks for calling New Jersey one oh one point five. Uh Rich is in Fork and River on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hey Rich. Hey. What's up? What's going on? You are. Where did you where did you go? Who did you see?
8: I went and saw uh, Dark Side of the Moon tour, Pink Floyd, in Roosevelt Stadium when I was 17.
3: Oh, my God. Jersey City. Home of the Jersey City Jays. And Crosby, Stills, and Nash played there. And The Grateful Dead. That used to be a really cool place.
8: I've seen a lot of concerts in my life. Right. That was my second concert. My first concert was coming out of the Capitol Theater in Persaic, Hot Tuna.
3: Wow, another good show. You're going back to, like, the early 70s here. Well, yeah.
8: I'm yeah.
5: 65 years old.
3: How about that? My mother, God rest us all. <laughs> right, stop. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Uh, how often do you get to quote Gilbert O'Sullivan, right? Lori's in New Egypt on New Jersey 101.5. Hey, Lori. Hey, hey. Good to talk
11: to you tonight. Same here. How you doing? Yeah, good, good. So uh, I grew up in New Jersey. Right. well When I was five, but um, many, many shows. Um, but I have to say, my all-time favorite in New Jersey. Right. I have favorites from the Spectrum and different places in Philly. Um, we saw uh, the Everly Brothers open up for Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, classic, classic music.
3: Wow, they could was- they could have been Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <I mean.
11: laughs> I mean, the music, you know, the music you grow up with that you know. Right. And then you know, you know, the difficulties between the brothers and the difficulties between Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. And to see them all together, (laughs) even, on the stage, it was just amazing. Did they
3: play next to each other, or did each play on one side of the stage? (laughs) No,
11: no. They they would have the Simon and Garfunkel do their – well, the Everly Brothers opened up. Simon and Garfunkel would come back on, mm. and then they, the four of them, got on stage and wow. did, I think, wake up little Susie um, together. So yeah. it was just knowing that it, this may never ever happen again uh-huh. was just, it was just amazing. You saw history.
3: You saw a history. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
11: absolutely. And you know
3: what? Simon and Garfunkel started off as Tom and Jerry in the 50s. Yes. And they would play. They were like a, like an Everly, you know, very much inspired by the Everly Brothers. And have the Everly Brothers open for them and just that the music is so... It's kind of like the Everly Brothers was simple. They got the love songs. Simon and Garfunkel take, take it up a notch because they got the folk songs. That way, I wish I could have gone to that show the more I'm hearing you talk about it.
11: Oh, my God. It was just, I mean, I was years ago, you know, when Simon and Garfunkel did the concert in uh, New York. Right. You know, at Central, Central Park. Park. And that was on TV. Uh-huh. And it was like I was just, you know, plastered watching to see this show. And I thought if they ever were able to get together again, because I, you know, they, with all their problems, yeah. um, I'd have to go. And so my husband and I. We got tickets and we had a great time. Oh, great
3: time. That's amazing. Lori, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. 1-800-283-101.5. Ed Sheeran set the record for attendance at MetLife Stadium last night. 89,000 people jammed MetLife on the second night to see Ed Sheeran. So tell me, what is the best concert you have ever seen in New Jersey? And tell me what made it so great. 1-800-283-101.5.com. They're great. It's Father's Day, New Jersey 101.5, giving dad some meat and some heat. This is the last week to listen to our Father's Day meat and heat code word at 9am, 2pm, and 5pm. You can instantly win some meat, a free $100 Wakeman's gift card. You'll also qualify to win some heat, our grand prize of $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino. There's three chances to win every weekday. Thanks to our sponsors, Wakeman's and Parks Casino with the closest live table games. Exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike. must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck and happy Father's Day from New Jersey, 101.5, asking the musical question, what was the best concert you have ever seen in New Jersey? 89,000 people went to see Ed Sheeran at MetLife Stadium last night. He sets the attendance record. How did he do it? Small stage, dead center in the middle of the arena. I'm surprised that, like, uh, you don't see more of this. You know, uh, And all you got to do is just, it depends on, if you don't have a big band, right, you could just kind of move around, look up, you know, uh, it could be done. And it was done. Kathleen is in Monmouth on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. <laughs> How you doing?
10: I'm doing real good, thanks. How are you doing?
3: I can't complain, but it's early yet. It's <laughs> been an hour. All right. So no. wh- who did you see?
10: I saw The Temptations with my girlfriend in Asbury Park. had to be about 65,
3: 65.
10: Wow. And the band was Gladys Knight and the Pips.
3: Gladys Knight and the Pips opening for The Temptations.
10: Yes, exactly. And, of course, I was a grammar school kid. I had no idea who Gladys Knight was yet at that time. Nobody did. I did know. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I knew the Temptations, I Loved them. And um it was a blast.
3: You got to see the original Temptations, not like today where there's like a guy who knew the Temptations and now they're the Temptations.
10: <laughs> That's true. Wow,
3: wow. And That's my fun. girl, right, 65, my girl was the big hit then.
10: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep.
3: Uh, and you making me jealous.
10: Thank you. I could do all the dance moves at that time, but
3: that was uh, a long time ago. <laughs> oh wow. Kathleen, thanks for the call to New Jersey one oh one point five. The way you do the things you do. Get ready. Uh early temptations. Carol is in Tom's River on New Jersey one oh one point five. What's up, kiddo?
7: Hey. Hey, Bruce when he played till eight o'clock in the morning.
3: Where the satellite?
7: No, no, it met my stave. I was there when he played till 8 o'clock in the morning.
3: He played till 8 o'clock in the morning? I don't remember. Really?
7: Yeah, he did.
3: Till 8 o'clock in the morning? Yes, he did. I was there. And would they sell breakfast on the way out? (laughs) (laughs) You come (laughs) in when you get breakfast. You're bacon and eggs on the way out.
7: (laughs) And I also loved you, too. When Jack Kelly was up in space and they had it on the screen, it was awesome.
3: Wow, they put on. You know what, Bruce and you two probably did two best concerts as far as showmen go. As far as like really putting on a show, I would, I oh, would
2: absolutely, yeah,
3: I would say, and I would Paul in there because you know every single song he's going to play. Oh, absolutely, and that's a big advantage.
7: And, and like I said, it was the weirdest thing. The one day I'm in the Park Tavern in East Rutherford. And I walk in, I I'd go right to the jukebox, and I play "You 2 And who's across the bar was the Edge with Sean O'Hara as his bodyguard, and he came over and put his hand on my shoulder and said, "Thank you for playing my music."
3: How about that? And you said, "You're welcome, Sean O'Hara. No problem. It's my pleasure. I would do that for you."
7: <laughs> yeah, our
3: Giants better do it this year. Uh, that, otherwise, we play. Otherwise, if they don't do it, we're going to be playing a different song.
1: I'm a blue. I'm alone.
3: Uh, 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 let's hope it's not going to be like that. 1-800-283-101.5. All right, some of what I got here. Y&T and Mama's Boys. Y&T was a metal band from the 80s. Did a song called Summertime Girls. It was really good. Jeff Beck at the Paramount in Asbury Park. There's a great show. I got these coming off my uh, Facebook page. Springsteen at the Meadowlands, of course, right? Monkeys Reunion, 1987 at the Garden State Arts Center. Uh, get out of here with this PNC bank business with my mom. Yeah, I remember that Monkeys reunion show. You know, they did a song, they recut a song called that where they actually created a new song. I forget who wrote it. That was then, this is now, and Mickey sang the lead and MTV brought back the Monkeys and they had a bit of a resurgence. I still do not understand. For the life of me. Why the monkeys are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame.
0: But that's me. Want to be in the know 24-7? You've got mail. Get our New Jersey 101.5 email newsletter. We've got today's top stories. Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro posts his statewide forecast and you'll get the latest from our hosts. Visit nj1015.com to sign up. Be in the know. With the New Jersey 101.5 newsletter today.
1: Get you through the night.
3: That's all right. I'll get you through tonight. From 1-800-283-101.5. to Trouble East. On a Monday night in New Jersey, do yourself a favor. Go to nj1015.com. You want good pizza? David Portnoy's Central Jersey pizza reviews are on my page. You get that pizza and some really cool Jersey movies you could check out. Romantic Jersey movies because you know how you feel about romance, right? All on the Steve Trebleby's page. With uh, went to the uh, Phil Sims North South High School football classic yesterday. High school kids took my son and uh, his friend Ryan standing on the sidelines watching the game. Tommy Farrell, my old producer, was coaching uh, from Manchester now, and he's coaching the quarterback's on the South. And uh, final score was 10-6, the North. But what a great game. What a lot of fun. And what a great guy Phil Sims is. Uh, but so uh, number to call is 1-800-283-101.5. And I want to ask, because this is like wedding season, you know, rabbit season, duck season, wedding season is the month of June. How did you meet your significant other? Because there's a story here in People Magazine about two former Dairy Queen co-workers who got married after meeting on the job. When Elizabeth Collins showed up for her first day of work at Dairy Queen, she had no idea she was about to meet her future husband, Zach. And uh, when, he, when she first came in, I was like, oh, this is a pretty, cute girl, Recalls Zach. I was glad they left me in charge of showing her the ropes, how to make the dilly bars. He taught her how to make the dilly bars. How did you meet your significant other? My wife, uh, I was hosting a bikini contest at a place called The Saloon in Berlin, New Jersey, which is no longer there. And on a, on a Wednesday night, uh, on a hot, like Neil, Neil Diamond, a hot August night, and I pull up in the parking lot and I'm going to host this bikini contest. This place, uh, this place was called The Saloon. They would have, they would have a bikini contest. And then when that would end, it would turn into a hot legs contest. And then when that would end, it became a centerfold contest. And they would get these girls to put on these bathing suits. And they would do it. Uh, and the flyers, the Philadelphia flyers were the judges. Derek Smith and, uh, Dave Brown. We're talking like late 80s flyers, right? So, uh, my wife had entered the contest. And, uh, I've met her. And by the time the contest was over, you know, uh, I got very, very lucky that I met my wife. But how did you meet your significant other? You know, what, go way back when. What does the story, how did the story come about? Like, what were you guys, like, uh, were you working together? How did you, how did you introduce yourselves to each other? Were you set up? What was it like for you? Ryan, get in here. Tell me your story imagine this right uh, they meet at a dairy queen on may 14th the couple celebrated their one-year wedding anniversary one thing i can always say about zach he's been one of my best friends since i met him in high school and he taught me how to make the dilly bar Aww. see that the dilly, the dilly bar is what does it it was a
6: dilly of a wedding oh yeah the is dairy queen the place that has like the little curl on top and then they hold like the ice cream upside down is Dairy Queen the place that had the curl on top? They do the thing where they like curl the ice cream that in that way, and oh like yeah, 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 yeah. Down. I think so. I
3: think that's what they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. That's that's a dip cone with the chocolate, and you dip it in the chocolate, then you turn it around, and that's pretty good. Is that uh, is that who I think it is? Good. Uh, go
6: it was supposed to be, but uh, unfortunately, they hung up. They, they hung call up. back. It's still on. Oh, I just forgot to drop oh, it.
3: Oh, you off. forgot to drop it? Okay.
6: Yeah, it's okay. All right, hold on. Let me try this. No, no. Is this, it's is just it? a cell phone. It's okay. They can call it right. me.
3: All right. Call back. 1-800-283-101.5. So how did you meet... Uh, Your girlfriend's very nice, by the way.
6: Yes. How did you
3: meet the lovely Dominica?
6: So I met uh, my girlfriend. Yes, her name's Dominica. I met her... Um, we, we like to tell people that we met through mutual friends because we have... Uh, we but wound you have up no friends. A lot of mutual friends. <laughs> oh, you do. Okay. Yeah, we wound up actually having a lot of mutual friends. But I met her on uh, a dating app, actually. A dating app. Yes. Did dating. That, they, they work. Huh? They do. And it, but it wasn't Tinder or that other one that people use a lot, Bumble. It was a uh, plenty of fish. No, not plenty of no, fish. Nothing. It was Hinge. If Hinge. If that one. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'd like to try one called Unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> ah! yeah, I, got I got the Unhinged dating app. You the know. wackos that stalk you and call them to your house. I thankfully I never met any of those. I know oh, I, I never uh, went on any. So weirdos. you did it through a dating app? Yes, and I got very lucky on the dating app. I never went on any dates with any weirdos. Um, this was about a year or two into using the dating app, I'd say, uh, and having like you know dates here or there, but never really like having any luck. Um, and then um, randomly I matched uh, with, this, with this girl who went to my call, uh, my university as well. And she was part of the music department. So I was like, oh, maybe we have some mutual friends. And uh, as someone who has a little bit of social anxiety, I was like, oh, great, an icebreaker, you know, some common ground. Something to
3: talk about. Yes,
6: exactly. <laughs> you know what works? Comedy shows. Yeah.
3: Because if you take somebody to a comedy show for a first date, all you've got to do, first of all, you don't have to talk. You can see what they laugh at. And, uh, you could, you could tell by the reaction of who, you know, their reaction to the comedy, what kind of, you know, if you're going to like them or not like them. And even if, you know, regardless of what happens after the show, you've got so much to talk about. Cause you've got 90 minutes worth of material that was covered. Exactly.
6: Well, so actually I can want up that. The, the okay. our first date wound up being. Uh, a sweaty party at my, my friend's old a college A sweaty house. party? Yes, a sweaty little college party at my oh. friend's house where there was only one other girl there. Uh, and, the other, and, uh, and how many guys? Twelve other guys
3: in <laughs> her in yeah.
6: Dominica and one other girl. And she decided to stick around. So And she decided to stick around with you. Exactly. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, so I definitely I, I want out in that situation. My um, we, first date was steak and ale. And here's the thing, we're celebrating our one year anniversary in just uh, five days. All right, there you go. All right, 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me your story. How
3: did you meet your significant other? Where was your first date? My, my first date, steak and ale in the Cherry Hill right off Route 70. And the reason I like the steak and ale was because ready? they had a salad bar.
12: Oh, my God, the pandemic. No,
3: no, this was way back. There was no pandemic back then. I love the idea. I could go go right to the salad bar, eat like a slob, and get myself a nice steak. one <laughs> Harley is in West Orange on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Harley.
13: Hi, how are you? Good, Hi. how you doing? Um, actually, it's
3: Carly. Oh, I'm Carly, I'm sorry.
13: <laughs> Rob's girlfriend.
3: Oh, Rob's girlfriend. How's he doing? How come he's not calling himself? Look at it. Wow, Car- Harley. He he out kicked yeah, his coverage, he was, Harley.
13: He was, he was really. Uh, he was trying to be uh, under the radar of our story, but it's really a cute story. We met through friends. Right. And, like he saw me at a barbecue, and it was love at first
3: sight, as I want to say. He saw you at a barbecue, and it was love at first sight.
13: I would I would 100% say that. He really? was like, I want He's like, I want a girl like that. And so, he pursued me.
3: Were you holding a hamburger at the time?
13: <laughs> it might have been. Actually. <laughs> Did you take a
3: steak off the We're grill? Watching. I got to have that. Watch my woman. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs>
13: I just had to call and tell you. I like that. Rob uh, was the pursuer.
3: What turned you on to Rob? He's really
13: sweet.
3: What what turned you on to Rob?
13: Rob is like the nicest guy in the entire world. Really, like, the funniest guy, uh-huh. the honest guy. So,
3: he's got We're a lot just, of money.
13: Yeah, <laughs> you know what? We're both hardworking people. So,
3: All right. Well, you never know. I gotta see. See you. You. You're sincere. You got a good heart. You two are very lucky to be with each other.
13: <laughs> Thank you.
3: And and the steak doesn't hurt either.
13: <laughs> no.
3: All right, Carly, thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Flora, hold on. I want to know, how did you meet your significant other? Where was the first date? 1-800-283-101.5. Could it have been a Dairy Queen? Here's New Jersey 101.5, fast traffic. New Jersey 101.5. It's a dilly of a love. Uh, A couple meets in a Dairy Queen, and uh, they get married about that. eh? And there they are, the two of them sucking on... Popsicles in the picture from People Magazine. How did you meet your significant other, your spouse? Uh, Where was the first date? How did it all work out? Let's go back to the beginning, like like they do in those dream sequences. Whee! Flora is in Brooklyn on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Flora.
14: Hi, Steve. How are you? I'm
3: good. How are you?
14: I'm good. I love the radio station.
3: You're the best, Flora. I don't care what they say. So so tell me your story. How did you meet your husband?
14: Okay, so this was July of 1996. Right. Uh, My mom was making the tomato sauce in the backyard. I said, I'm going to go. In the backyard?
3: In the backyard, yeah. Barbecue tomato sauce?
14: You know, we had those uh, outside ovens.
3: Oh, okay. Look at you.
14: Yeah, so uh, I was like, I'm going to go see if we have any mail. And I see this handsome man who's not the usual mailman. It was just he was doing some overtime on the route.
1: Uh-huh.
14: And uh, I said, would you like some water? And he said, yes. And the rest is history. I didn't see him for a while. And then his co-worker uh, lived across the street. And he's like, oh, you know, Mike keeps on asking about you. How are you? And I'm like, oh, my God. Really? Look and at this. It, right' Yeah, and he used to pass by my house with his Irox Z.
3: <laughs> ah, the official Me Too car of Brooklyn, right? <laughs> the Rock right. Z, okay.
14: The Irox Z and our um we went on our first date. Where did he take 26. you? 26th. We just hung out by Shore Road.
3: You have the date of the first date. That's really good. Yeah. That's good for. Yeah. Was he wearing those mailman shorts, Flora?
14: No, he wasn't wearing.
3: <laughs> he wasn't wearing the no. shorts. then? Eh? Okay. <laughs>
14: And he smelled really good. He
3: smelled good. good, right? Did he deliver the letter the sooner the better? Yes. He uh, was
14: the best. Okay. And you know, 1998 and I proposed to him after two weeks. You
3: proposed, proposed? Did you do it by mail? <laughs> did you do
10: it? No, not by mail.
3: You send him a letter. Hey, deliver this to yourself? Did you do
1: anything like that? <laughs>
14: <laughs> and I proposed to him, and we got married uh, April tenth, nineteen 1999, uh-huh. and here we are. And we have two kids. That's
3: great. Still
14: that's going strong, and I love him.
3: Still a mailman?
14: He's still a mailman.
3: Good. You have nothing to worry about. you set for life. Yeah. lots and lots of money. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That You know what? That's that, that's a great story, Flora. Thanks for calling New Jersey 101.5. Rob is in West Orange. What's up, Bravo?
5: From the street at Union City.
3: There he is. There he is. Tell me your story.
5: Listen, Cody just called. She lied about our story.
3: Oh, she lied,
5: huh? No, she didn't lie. I love her to death.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> you were holding a stake when she met you.
5: Hey, I'm very I love her so much.
3: You were lucky man. You out kick your coverage. You. Oh yeah. So how did you how did, so how did you guys met at a barbecue?
5: Yeah, we really did. Everything she said is very true. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm a crazy. I'm a crazy bastard, but she keeps me calm. Uh,
3: there you go. There you go. Now, what what turns you on about her? Her nipples. Listen to you.
5: Listen to <laughs> you. <laughs> I was just touching my nipples as I say it because she's like, "Don't say that on the radio." I'm like, "You told me to call Steve. I'm calling Steve. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Leave my nipples alone."
5: Darn it. <laughs> <laughs> Get up.
3: Uh let's see. Geoda is in Monroe on New Jersey one oh one point five. Hi Geoda. It's Gilda. Oh Gilda. I'm sorry. I got a okay. producer that can't hear. All right. Gilda. <laughs> Hi Gilda. Hi. So tell me your story.
7: Well, this was before computers. Right. It goes back way back to
1: nineteen fifty. Nineteen fifty? That's right. Okay.
7: We didn't have a computer, so it was a blind date. He worked in the office with my girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And we went out and got 50, got engaged in 51, got married in 52, and we were married for 64 years. Wow. And I just had my sixth great-grandchild today.
1: Oh,
3: congratulations, Gilda. That's great. Um, 62 years god bless and, and your sixth great-grandchildren and, you know it's good to be you
7: you know <laughs> salute
3: you know, I say chin a 100 years at least 100 years thank you that's a great story thanks for calling new jersey 101.5 one 283 1015 simple question how did you meet your significant other and uh where was the first date Former Dairy Queen co-workers get married. Just in People magazine. Zach and Elizabeth Collins. Uh, he had to teach her how to make the dilly buzz. And now she's cooking the meals. <laughs> i guess i don't know maybe they're both working in a dairy queen uh after graduation elizabeth moved to washington dc where zach lived in north carolina they stayed in touch one day elizabeth called zach asked if he wanted to go on a date from there they dated long distance i guess uh, they missed the dairy queen at that point point. and uh eventually he popped the question and uh the rest is history so 1-800-283-101.5. You know, where did you meet your significant other? How did it happen? You know, was it something you planned? Because know when you're looking for it, you know, it isn't going to happen. Right? If you stumble into it, like for me, if I stumble into it, I wasn't expecting anything. I get out of the car uh, in the parking lot of the saloon. And um, next thing I know, this little red Fiero pulls up next to my car. And my wife gets out, and I'm like, I never saw her before my life. And who knew, you know? And even then, it wasn't like smitten. It just kind of happened. But how about you? How did you meet your significant other? 1-800-283-101.5. Was it, was it something you intended on doing? Was it something that happened? How long did it take you to realize that something was happening? It's not, it's not always, you know, it's not always you doing the pursuing. Sometimes uh, you don't even realize that you're being pursued. And where did you go for the first date? For me, like I said, steak and ale. And why steak and ale? They had a buffet. I mean, they had the salad bar. Salad bar's a big deal. I know, like, people don't like the salad bar, but I'll tell you something. I wrote a blog on where the best buffets are in New Jersey, and it's got, like, 150,000 page views. So they may be telling you they don't like the idea or the, uh, of the of the buffets with the pandemic. But trust me, they love the idea of the buffets. It's 930. Now the lead is to be 15 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. Brought to you by New Jersey Lottery. Go live your best life during 101 days of summer from the New Jersey Lottery. Find great events and chances to win happening all across the state. Plus, play new summer scratch-offs. Go ahead and visit 101daysofsummer.com today. Steve Trevelace, 1-800-283-101.5. Uh, a Monday night in New Jersey. And, uh, I just found out Pat Sajak is going to retire from the Wheel of Fortune, taking his last spin as a host. Um, the upcoming season will be his last one as host of the Wheel of Fortune. Step away from the wheel. Step away from the wheel. Uh, he announced it on Twitter. I've decided that our 41st season, which begins in September, will be my last. Who are they going to get to host Wheel of Fortune? Man, I guess he's—I didn't realize he's 76 years old, and he's been there since 1981, taken over from Chuck Woolery in 1975. Uh, I don't know. I like Wheel of Fortune. You know, it's—I—I uh, I, what I love about Wheel of Fortune is when you go to the casino and you play Wheel of Fortune at the casino. That's my favorite casino game. It's my wife's favorite casino game, too. But, I mean, as far as, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's 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 an institution. I don't know who they would even get to host the Wheel of Fortune. Probably another, maybe, maybe Jay Leno, right? I mean, who could take over? Probably somebody younger, I would imagine. But have you ever, like, uh, played along? And if you could go on a game show, what would be your game show? Have you ever tried out for a game show? And how far did you get? Because when you sit home and you're doing it by yourself, it's no problem, right? You sit there, you rattle off the answers, Jeopardy, you know everything. Then if somebody actually puts you on Jeopardy and you have to try. But Wheel of Fortune, it's got to drive you nuts when you're looking at the phrase and you know it and they don't know it. But if you could be on any game show or what was your favorite game show? I remember Concentration. Now concentration used to be hosted by you Downs and then uh Alex Trebek got it. But concentration would be like they'd show you they flip the puzzle over and you see the puzzle really quickly and you see where everything is and then they flip it back and you've got to pick two numbers and you've got to try to get a match. And every time they get the match, they'd show you a little bit more of the puzzle. And you keep going till you solve the puzzle. Right? The game that I think I do really well on. I'd imagine would be named that tune. But have you have you ever been on a game show? Have you ever tried out for a game show? And if so, or have you ever like just had a run? Like if you could go on any game show, what would you want to go on? What would be your game show? Or what's the one what's the one that you know when you're sitting there and you're watching it? Price is right. Yeah. There have been so many everybody loves game shows. Like Who Wants to be a Millionaire? It was so big, they put it on five nights a week in the 90s, and they had Regis Philbin saving ABC because he put it on. That was when Regis had, like, the same tie and shirt color, and uh, that was the thing. And uh, they put Who Wants to Be a Millionaire on, like, five nights a week, and it would get top ratings all through it. Regis Philbin saved ABC in the 90s. But what's your game show? See, mine, Trevia. Wednesday nights, Gemini comes in, Jeffrey Paul, Justin Gonzalez, comedian toujours, and uh, we ask questions for prizes. But as Pat Jack, at 76 years old, leaves Wheel of Fortune, give me your favorite game show, or give me one that maybe uh, you could actually be on, you see yourself on. Maggie's in Ocean Township on New Jersey 101.5. Hi, Maggie. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How about you?
12: I'm doing well, thank you. Tell me your game show. I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You were? Well, I was chosen out of the audience because the contestant, um, you know, declined to answer the last question. So they, choose, they used to choose someone out of the audience to, to take a shot at it. So I was chosen out of the audience to answer that final question.
3: Oh, wait a minute. Now, Now where was this? New York or Los Angeles? New York. It oh, was New, New York. York. Okay. And was this Meredith Vieira's who wants to be a millionaire? Um, Pardon? Who was the host? Oh, it was Cedric the Entertainer. Oh, Cedric
12: the Entertainer. Okay. So now, so yeah, you're sitting on. in the
3: audience. Go ahead, tell the story. Tell the yes. story.
12: So I'm sitting in the audience. So I'm rooting and I'm hollering. And i i actually went on the show just so I could see Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> so um, they chose me. Yeah, I'm rooting and hollering. And so they went around and they chose. They said, "You come on down." So I yelled. I ran down. Mm-hmm. And they asked, asked me a question. Um, right. First, I hugged Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> and then I.
3: Uh, then you could have walked. All right, I'm done. I got. I, I, I've done what I came here to do. Goodbye. Question. That's
12: exactly it. That is how I felt. Well, I answered the question. I answered correctly, and I won thousand.
3: You a $1,000? Now, when you won $1,000, right, did they take taxes yeah. out of that? They make you sign your life away before you get it and all? I know they do that did stuff. Did they
12: ever. They do. They take you back, you know, and you have to sign tax papers. And then I think it ended up being like $639 or something like that. <laughs> so I'll <laughs> give you the 1000
3: for another hug with the Sandra, Sandra, the Entertaining. Can we do that, Absolutely, I hugged him again. <laughs> so, so now, Tommy. So now, so you're watching the game, and the the contestant screws up the last question, and we and you don't know you're going to be called on, right? I mean, you played it right because the more animated you are, the more excited you are, the more television worthy you
12: are. Exactly, it.
3: And you knew That's that going exactly in, right? It.
12: No, I didn't. I honestly didn't. I
3: went there just to see Cedric the Entertainer. Okay, so um. now, so now Cedric must have liked you. I <laughs> don't <the laughs> So what was the question?
12: The question was, if I remember it, was if you were to fly from an airport with the call letters LOL to an airport with the call letters OMG, where would you be flying from and to? And okay. I might not have it in that direct um, order, but the answer was from the United States to Namibia. So I just said, "A, you can't go wrong with the good old USA. And that was the right answer. Look at that. So you just guessed at it. <laughs> I sure
3: did. Like, you didn't know that going in, right? Really. No, I did not, no. <laughs> A total guess. And then after you hit, you went,
12: OMG! So I went OMG. I ran around the studio, and I hugged Cedric again. again? And then, <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Cedric was putting
3: cologne on by the time you got there for the fourth time. I'm
12: over here, come to me!
3: And you, did you spend $1,000, or did you frame the check?
12: I, I spent the six hundred and thirty nine dollars. Six hundred. They take a lot of money out of this, don't they? Absolutely, they
1: should do.
3: They give you. They give <laughs> you. Pr- they give you a prize bag or anything. Um. They gave me a T-shirt. Oh dang! Nice. Who wants to be a millionaire? T-shirt. They sure did. Yes. On the on the front it says "Who wants to be a millionaire." On the back it says "I do, I do, I do." <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Excellent. Maggie, thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. Anybody else been on a game show? 1-800-283-101.5. Tell me your story. If you could be on any game show, if you could play any game, what's the game that you are good at? 1-800-283-101.5. On New Jersey 101.5. Be a victor, not a victim. And victim-proof your life. Our New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall victim-proofing your life is this Thursday night at 7. Learn how to survive a mass shooting or home burglary. Stop car thieves and cyber criminals. You'll hear from the Jersey Office of Homeland Security, top private security firm, and more. Eric Scott will take your calls and prepare you for the worst when you need it the most. The New Jersey 101.5 Town Hall victim-proofing your life. This Thursday night at seven. Watch it on our Facebook page, NJ1015.com. Or listen on New Jersey one oh one point five. Steve Trevil East. Pat Sajak is uh leaving Wheel of Fortune after next year. He's seventy six years old. I had no idea Pat Sajak was that old.
6: I thought he was that old when I first started watching him, and then I was blown away that he wasn't. Because really? I thought that he was um uh I got him and Regis Philbin mixed up. Oh, yeah, Regis, I think he was, God, late 80s? I forget how old he was. Oh, he was old.
3: <laughs> well, Sajak, I see at one point, Pat Sajak got his own late night talk show. Really? Did you know that?
6: Yeah. I think it was in the 90s? Oh, when they were trying to get everybody a talk show, trying to figure out who the next big guy was going to be? They Before Letterman, they gave, CBS gave Pat
3: Sajak a talk show. Wow. Uh I gotta find that. Was it in the eighties? Hold on, I gotta find out here. But uh, yeah, he had like came out. He was horrible. Came out (laughs) through the monologue. I mean, you know, I I don't know. You know what? Uh, I guess some people have their own niche. You know what I mean? This is this is what you do. This is you are you are Pat Sajak, and ye shall be (laughs) the talk show. You know what I mean? He's got
6: the personality.
3: No, not not
6: that. I don't know. It's kind of like.
3: Can you believe I can't get, I can't find the Pat Sajak? Uh, here we go. Now I got yeah, they him. They scrubbed it. Trying to find out, you're right? Uh, in 1981, oh, he, he takes Wheel of Fortune. Okay. Now, he here we go. Here we go. From January 9th, 1989 to April 13th, 1990, he got a, a live late night talk show.
6: That was is that was that a year or just under a year? It was about under a year. It
3: was so good. It went just a little over a year. And uh, it was not that good. Uh, let me, I, I know Ch- uh, Chevy Chase also had a show. That well, Chevy like, Chase's show was horrible. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. Well, what happened was when Fox, when Fox News first came out, yeah. they came out in, uh, I want to say, 87, like around there, and they launched it. And what they did was they had Chevy Chase to eleven o'clock, and the idea was we're going to start it at eleven o'clock because we're going to give him a half hour head start on the other, you know on, on the other late night host, which at the time was
6: Johnny Carson. Yeah, but he was horrendous, it's, and then Joan Rivers got it. It was on for just uh, not even a year. Um, I am surprised in ninety three, an and uh, it has a two point seven out of ten in oh, IMDb. Yeah, he was. I mean, but he's not an obnoxious guy, even there's, now. There's nothing. There never
3: was. I don't know. It's, I don't know how he got. I don't know. When he got Side Night Live, you know, he stayed on it for a year. And I'm Chevy Chase, and you're not. Okay, and that was pretty much it. <laughs> then when he did the Fletch movies, they He was pretty good, but after that, he just I don't know what happened. Uh, but yeah, it was. He just had this cantankerous personality. And Joan Rivers was the first. Now, she was, the, I think, the first late night host because Fox got her away from Johnny Carson. Yeah. And Johnny never spoke to her again after that. Really? Because Johnny had taken her under wing. She was hosting for Johnny. She was great. So great that. Hey, how can you complain? If you're Johnny Carson, how can you have a problem that someone that you mentored was now being offered their own show?
6: Yeah, that kind of seems How
3: ridiculous is that?
6: That kind of seems like, you know, oh, my work, my hard work's paid off. You know, my, my protege here is now, you know, to do big things. I know. I
3: I know. I know a guy who was a morning host who, uh, because one of his guys ended up getting a morning
6: show, wouldn't speak to him. (laughs) What? The stupidity. Were they even in the same market?
3: Yep. Uh, a long story <laughs> uh, but yeah and you sh- shake your head and you're like what alright one 800
0: our Jersey traffic team never sleeps they're on 24-7 to keep you moving all day and all night long fast traffic every 15 minutes only on New Jersey 101.5 you get it almost every night when
2: that
3: That's so what we do on a Monday night. We dance in the moonlight in New Jersey 101.5. Steve Trevelis Hang with you for another hour. We have uh, NJ1015.com. All of the David Portnoy Central Jersey pizza reviews. One bite. You're going to be hungry. Trust me. And uh, we also have some great Jersey rom-coms that you're going to want to check out while you're eating the pizza. So that's pretty good. Ryan, come here. Get in here. Uh, Ryan Sal, my producer. Uh, we were at the uh, boardwalk in uh, Asbury Park over the weekend, and we're going to be there on June 24th. Nice, spacious broadcasting area. Absolutely, it was beautiful <laughs> in there. Yeah, compared to you know where we were, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like you know, I didn't feel like I was in a cage or anything.
6: The the old Asbury Park uh, natural gas uh, studio. Was wasn't bad. It was a kind of cool little location there right by the water, you know. Well, not by the water, but right by the sand, and you could see out over everybody there. It was kind of nice. I like the
3: new one better.
6: Yeah. I'm a big guy. It's more room, you know. And AC.
3: And there was air conditioning. Let's not forget being inside is also very good. Get this. I I did not know this. Uh, They did a survey, right, Preparing to move in with your partner soon, you may want to make room for their favorite stuffed animal. According to this new data, 52% of Americans grew up sleeping with either a security blanket or a stuffed animal, like a teddy bear. 77% of those individuals, 40% overall, admit they still do, even when sharing a bed with their
6: partner. Oh, I don't
3: know how I feel about that one. <laughs> all right, so so you yeah, so now here you are. First first of all, uh, I don't think I mean, I'm not expecting any calls on this, but I would take them if they came. One eight hundred, two eight three, one oh one point five. Has anyone ever? Is anyone still sleeping with a teddy bear, or what? What do you take to bed with you? I mean, whether or not they have a partner, so they may take their stuffed animal, their teddy bear, their bear, whatever, yeah. they, they, they still take that to bed, even though they may have someone else in the bed.
6: See, if I, if I was the other person in the bed, I almost feel like, you know, that's what I'm there for. Like, I'm I'm the human teddy bear. Oh, like, you're the human teddy bear. Yeah, what are yeah. you, Elvis? No, I no. I want
3: to be your teddy bear. That was, no, a, that was yeah. a song, by
6: the way. <laughs> I mean, but in a way, yeah, you know, like, if, <laughs> I, like, give me a hug. Don't be squeezing the inanimate object. Oh, really? Do you get jealous? would you get jealous of the teddy bear? Of I, the inanimate object? I don't I don't wouldn't necessarily get jealous, but I jokingly have Where's
3: a, the eye on the teddy bear? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Why is he ripped? <laughs> I don't know.
6: What I don't know what happened. No, I jokingly have a feud with my girlfriend's favorite uh stuffed animal. She sleeps with a stuffed animal? I, I think when I'm not there she might. I can't confirm, but she has this one <laughs> there's confirm. so there's you this getting, really you're putting those little nanny cams in the room? <laughs> I should. No, um so parents will know exactly. Exactly what I'm talking about. If they right. have kids who are old enough to have them, there's this brand of stuffed animal called a squishmallow. A what? A squishmallow. A squishmallow. Like marshmallow, but oh, okay, yeah, right. But squish. And so uh, it has like a very specific look and feel. If you if you saw it, you'd recognize it from like in the mall and stuff. Um, and so uh, its name is Laszlo. That's its like Laszlo branded the name. squishmallow. Yes, and it's it's like multicolored. Very happy. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, I, I don't know. She always like carries it around when she's in her Your room. Your girlfriend carries Laszlo the swish In her room, in her room. Yes. And it's like it's well she's only four eleven. Right. Um and this thing is And probably, how big is Laszlo? It's like he's like a foot and a half. So really? he's pretty big. Um so when when she gives it a squeeze, it's like a full body hug, like a like a medium sized dog type thing.
3: Well yeah. those are like those those body pillows that some people will use.
6: Yeah. See like I understand that. I have a friend um who who sleeps with a body pillow whenever he's not with his, um, his girlfriend. Uh, and why? Because he likes to have something to Is hold on to. Is the body pillow inflatable? <laughs> I don't think it's inflatable. Oh,
1: okay.
6: uh, I haven't Is I, the body pillow anatomically correct? <laughs> I didn't check for any, any um, small and night. I don't know. Pillow. I mean I think
3: we're talking about two different things here. <laughs> uh so you sleep you you're, you sleeps with a body pillow
6: when there's not a body to sleep with. Yeah. And, so, and why is that? Um, well, actually, I think for him it's more of a comfort thing. Um, it, he, he, I know that he uh, has the like, was uh, uh, like bony knees, so I know that he uses that to like keep his knees from like. Well, some into people each other at will night. put
3: the pillow between their knees.
6: Oh, yeah, so that was another. So I've lived with him for a long time. That was the old thing. He just had a bunch of pillows, and he'd have like one the up, pillow up top and, and top one for the his pillow. Knees. Oh
3: my god! <laughs> yeah,
6: okay. some people have very elaborate. But now he's habits. got the
3: body pillow.
6: Yeah. Hopefully. Like, we were down in Florida,
3: we went to Legoland, and uh, my son, Lennon, is nine years old, and of all places, to hit one shot, like one 20-foot shot of the basket, I mean, like, <laughs> he nails it, he rips it, and they give us a black bear that is literally bigger than he is. It's <laughs> a giant black bear, and I got to fly this friggin' bear home from uh, Orlando. So I'm not buying the bear a seat on a plane. So I ended up going to UPS and shipping the bear back here where he became my dog's girlfriend. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a boy, I got, he couldn't hit the, he couldn't hit the shot in Jersey. No, he hits the shot in Florida <laughs> and we got it on, we got it on tape. He was so good at basketball. You decided that football would be a sport. You know, both my kids, I tell them they really are good at basketball. Oh, they I just don't believe at it. it.
6: They don't believe it. I mean, but I'm not that tall, so that that makes sense. Your kids, they got they got your genes. They're well, really tall. They they
3: also lowered the basket to eight feet so they can dunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That helps a lot. Yeah. All right, so um, so does anybody? I wouldn't just wonder. Does anybody still sleep? Like, what do you sleep with? Like, what if you sleep with a stuffed animal? If you sleep with a teddy bear? If you sleep with a body pillow? Give me a call. One eight hundred two eight three one
6: zero one point five. So uh, Go ahead. My my girlfriend realized that I was kind of uh, a lonely without my own Laslo, mm-hmm. so she got so she bought you a Laslo. She brought me a Laslo. This one that's kind of like you get off my back, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's her. That's her way of saying you gotta. You know, this one was named Abe. That was his, his Abe. That was his. Uh, I guess uh, God given name, if you will, uh, on on the package. God's given names to
3: a <laughs> uh, Yeah, Yeah.
6: Uh, and, but, so when I first got him, he, he was kept clean for a while. And then right. when I had to, um, like clean my room for the first time, I accidentally dropped him on the floor and, uh, there was like a little pile of dust there. So he fell right in the pile <laughs> of dust, got a little dirt marker on his head and I couldn't clean it off right. And so from then forth, uh, he has since been known as Skidmark. Skidmark. Yeah.
3: Skidmark's Skidmark. Left animal uh whiskey was a very happy stuff one i one point five. is anybody really still asleep with the stuffed animal or what is it you sleep with and again, according to this, right they take it to bed they uh with their partner, whether or not the partner is there or not like if you're in bed right you you're with your your date your significant other your living your whatever it is the your quaman you're there and they bring in a stuffed animal. How, does, uh, how do you react to that? And apparently, it's happening a lot. Like I said, 40% uh, of these thousand uh, people, 52% of Americans, are sleeping with a stuffed animal. 1 283 101.5. Now, again, uh, whether or not they have a partner, I mean, that's the thing. Not just like, okay, you're by yourself and you want to have the. I, I have a dog that sleeps on the bed. I mean, a real dog, but I mean, a stuffed animal, you know, I'm thinking Radar, I'm thinking like mesh. you know, Radar and the teddy bear, and they found that on the set, so they just gave it to Gary Berghoff, and when Radar left, right, the one thing he left was the teddy bear, Mike is in Levittown on New Jersey 101.5, hey Mike, hey, how's it going, good, how about you, uh, you know, all right, so tell me, tell me what's going on, my
14: wife's been sleeping with this teddy. She's been sleeping with this teddy for since I've been with her. You know what I mean? But it's but she wants to sleep with.
3: Your wife is sleeping. Your wife has a teddy bear. And how long has she had? Did she have the teddy bear like from when she was a little girl? Forever?
14: no. It, it was um, when her babies were born
3: from her first marriage. She got a teddy bear when the babies were born from the first marriage. Yes. And she still sleeps with the teddy bear. Yes. Does she put the bear between you two? Does she put the bear between you two or on the other side or how does that work?
14: No, she just sleeps with it. I mean she doesn't you know bring it up you know between us, she just sleeps with it. She just likes to sleep with it because it has some kind of value.
3: Well she got it in the bed with her. Right? She got so she got it under the covers with her? Yes. Okay. And and how do you feel about that? It doesn't matter to
14: me.
1: No, yeah, I get that's
14: it. what she wants to do. Because I, I really don't care. If that's no, I get it. She wants to. You know what I mean? Because if I slept with something, you know, what are people going to say to me?
3: No, I get it.
14: You sleep on with that,
3: dude. So. You, you got a very Sylvester Stallone voice. You got a really good voice. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> All right, pal. Thanks for the call to New Jersey 101.5. five. All right, uh, his wife sleeps with a teddy bear. Do you still sleep with a teddy bear? Does your uh, significant other sleep with a daddy bear? Or any kind of stuffed animal in his best traffic? See, 1015 Steve Trevelyse. Headlines and treadlines coming up. Brian Bissell hanging out. How's it going? Is it uh raining yet? It's been raining in all different parts of New Jersey. It's raining earlier. Yeah. We needed it. It's about time.
6: So, uh, you go to a lot of baseball games? A lot of baseball Uh... Not, uh, for most of my life, but in the last year, I think I've gone to two or three Phillies games. Really? Yeah, they have, uh, some pretty good prices. Are you a Phillies, are you a dollar dog guy or what? Uh, not specifically, but the last time I went was dollar dog night and the lines, oh my gosh, to get food, like when I went when it wasn't dollar dog night, the lines were already like, "Mm, I'll pass. But when I, like you couldn't even pass around people who were in the lines to get to your seat, like, you know, that was just how long the lines were, like up the stairs, around the corner. You it know. wasn't
3: the game. It was the food.
6: Yeah. And when, uh, what was it? I forget what happened. Something with, like, the timers. There was some call that Phillies fans didn't like. The dollar dogs started flying onto the field. Because you know, they're a dollar. Yeah. There used to be, Reggie Jackson played for the
3: Yankees. And there was, um, in the 70s, they came out with uh, Reggie bars. Reggie bars. Reggie bars were kind of like, you know what a, what a what a turtle is? Like a chocolate turtle, like the pecan and the caramel and all yeah, that. Yeah, oh, those They favorite. were Reggie was, and in those days they were kind of like round, like kind of big. Okay, and they were called Reggie One night, my uh, my friend B Street Glenn and I, uh, we we had a little of the what was then illegal and now is not. And we got very hungry
1: uh-huh.
3: and we bought like $150 worth of Reggie bars. We filled up an entire shopping cart with Reggie bars oh and eat and eat. And they lasted forever. Uh, but anyway, um, getting back to the Reggie bars, um, where the hell was I going with this? Uh
6: so, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I had a I had a place to go here. Baseball with games. You asked if I went to a lot of baseball games. Oh yeah, yeah. All right. So the Reggie bar. So what happened was now I got it. <laughs> so
3: when Reggie would come to bat and people would pelt them with the Reggie <laughs> Ball. So all these what are you guys doing? They're delicious. Don't throw them. <laughs> Give them to me. They're great. Uh but uh John Sterling has been broadcasting the Yankee game since forever. Yeah. And he's eighty one years old. Oh my gosh. And John Sterling is calling the Yankee game Sunday and he gets hit by a foul ball in the ninth inning of the three one win over the Red Sox Saturday night. Now, i got to picture this, right? He gets, I can't play the audio, you know, but he, uh, he gets hit with the ball. Yeah. And ow, 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 it really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. And seconds later, all right, so once again, it's 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the dude got hit with a foul. He's 81 years old. He got hit with a foul ball, 84 years old. Wow. Uh, got hit with a foul ball, returned to the booth after missing 23 games, came down with bronchitis after missing two games to attend the college graduate of his tri- of his triplets. The college graduation of his triplets. So him. But, uh, yeah. But how about that? So have you
6: ever... wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. He's eighty-two years old, attending eighty-four, t- 84 years, old. years old, attending the college graduation of his triplets. He would have had to had those kids around sixty. I'm guessing that he probably eats more than dollar dogs. Maybe a little <laughs> broccoli, maybe <a> little, <laughs> oysters. I don't know. Whatever uh, Al Pacino and uh, uh, Robert De Niro are having, that's that's what he's on.
3: Well, you know, Tony Randall
6: had a baby, I think, and very late in life he had
3: kids. Yeah. And he died. I think the kids were like six years old when he died. Oh. But he got hey, you know what? What's the alternative?
1: Yeah. You're here.
3: <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh and you got all Tony Randall's money. <laughs> You're welcome. And his genetics. Yeah, exactly. And you got yeah, really, and his genetics. But uh yeah, but imagine like, did you ever get hit with a foul ball uh at a game?
6: Or did you ever catch a foul ball? I I think uh I think I caught a foul ball once, maybe at like a Patriots game or maybe it was close to me. Uh there was one time, it wasn't baseball, this was actually hockey. The T shirt cannons, we caught a T shirt at a at a oh, um, I did that. devils game. I caught a T
3: shirt at a Jets game. Really? I got the tickets from our then general manager, Ron DeSantis. Ron DeCastro. <laughs> I, I did it again. Uh yeah, he uh I got the tickets and we go to the game and they would fire these T shirts into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And I snagged the T
6: shirt. That's super cool. So the funny thing, though, with this shirt, though, that, that they launched us, all of them were extra large, because obviously it's got to be whatever size. Yeah. Um, but all, me and, you know, my father, my brother, all of us you. in the group. Yeah, yeah. All of us who are all shorter than five six, who wear, like, a medium at the biggest, <laughs> you know, got these extra large T-shirt. My parents were just like, oh, it's a sleep shirt. You yeah, know? it's a
3: sleep shirt. Yeah. Oh,
6: it's a Christmas gift. Yeah. My bro- <laughs> we'll be
3: giving it away. <laughs>
6: My brother wore that until you couldn't tell it was a devil's shirt anymore. And it was in black with white and red with the devil's. Like, oh, you yeah. couldn't tell what it was. It was just a white blob in the center of the shirt by the time it was done. But he earned it. Oh, so yeah. He got yeah. it. He caught it. I was
3: at, uh, I got a ball that I just found, you know, because, like, I guess they must have hit it during batting practice and he just happened mm-hmm. to be there. So I got that. Uh, there was a, a clip, I forget where it was, but it was a Phillies game a couple of months ago. Mm-hmm. And a little girl, a guy catches the ball, and this little girl is right behind him trying to catch the ball, and she's crying. So, oh. I, give her the ball! So, the guy gives her the ball. Yeah. And what does she do? She takes the ball, runs down to the, uh, to the railing, and
0: throws it back on the field.
3: Oh, no. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Did you ever catch a foul ball Never.
0: No, never caught a foul ball. No. Always wanted to. Never came my way.
3: See, Sterling got hit by a ball? <laughs> no, did he? Sterling is 84 years old. Yeah. Saturday night against the Red Sox, right? <laughs> uh, Justin Turner fouls a ball back. And Sterling's like, ow, ow, ow. It really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. And like seconds later, so once again, it's 3-2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. What of course. a total pro. 10-30. <laughs> 101.5. All right. 1-800-283-101.5. Steve Trevoli. Hanging out with you until 11 o'clock tonight. Ryan Bissell is in here. Are on? you ready? I think so. Let's do this thing.
0: Well, I've got news for you. Excellent news. Now it's time for Headlines and Trevlines. I
1: read the news today, oh
0: boy. Doctor, doctor. As Steve comments on the headlines of New Jersey. Brace yourself, folks. For mind-blowing news. As only Steve can. What the hell's going on out here? That's the question
12: I
6: had. What the hell's going on out here? All right. So a a radio host was taken aback a little bit uh, after a White House correspondent accidentally left him with an awkward I love you message at the end of an appearance the other day. Happens to me all the time. (laughs) So um let's see here. Uh Philip Wegman was signing off from Chris de show on the Washington Bay station. Chris DeGaulle? Yeah. Oh wow, I know him. Yeah, so he was trying, signing off of uh his show uh, on WMAL right. when uh he accidentally uh was like I love you, thank you. Uh, and his, and He the, said that to Stigal? <laughs> yeah, as he was- well, what does Stigall do? Uh, Stigall was just, uh, seemingly caught him off guard, and when he was just like, oh, did he just, did he just say he loves me? And he said, oh, I'm married, uh, but thank you, uh, this oh, is kind of uncomfortable. God. But, uh, uh, they all just had a good laugh go about with it. it. Yeah. They all had a good laugh about it, but that's like that moment, you know, when you're in school, and you accidentally call the teacher, mom. Want to get away? Yeah.
3: Miss <laughs> right, Southwest, want to get away? There was there was an episode of King of Queens
1: yeah.
3: where, uh, you know, Doug Heffernan is Kevin James and Carrie is his wife and her boss was Doug Prizan, and <clears throat> she was saying to Doug, she, she was talking to her boss and she says, all right, all right Doug, see you later, Doug. I love you. And <laughs> she got confused. She goes, no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. And next thing she goes to work and he's there with Bruce Springsteen tickets. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs>
6: All right, what else we got? Um, well, sorry, working for my phone today. Uh, NJ lawmakers are moving to ban uh, Delta Eight products, which is an alternative form of marijuana, kind of, um, from uh, being sold. So,
3: is that kind of like what was that thing that Bramnik wanted to get regulated, kratom?
6: Yeah. So, what's Delta Eight? So, Delta Eight is, uh, it's a chemically uh, created. It's it's considered a form of hemp. Um, and they sell it in the form of vapes and other kinds of candy and essentially um, they take CBD and they put it through a chemical process to bring out um, – the, the what gets you a high in weed is, is Delta 9 THC but instead they get great amounts of the other Deltas in that. So Delta 8 would be just a different
3: – So what does it do?
6: Uh, it it gets yeah, – to to my knowledge, I guess why people get it, it must have some similar effect. To, so uh, Delta 8 thing. will get you high. Uh, I guess. I don't know. I've never I've never used it. I mean, uh, that's stuff that you see in the We must stuff. convene a panel. So <laughs> Delta
3: 8, we don't know. Well, there's a reason why people – what does the story say?
6: Um, so the story that brings it up, the reason why it would be uh, could become possibly legal, uh, Gloucester County resident uh, – It's already said, legal, right? It is. Uh, it's already legal. You can get it in, like, a lot of different gas stations. You'll see it in a lot of the ones that have, like, the glowing lights on them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so a uh, Gloucester County resident's son was 14 years old, and he accidentally purchased uh, the, the legal cannabis product in the form of, like, watermelon gummies that looked like regular candy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after being separated from his friends, he was found uh, 11 hours later, uh, you know, barely conscious, and uh, in the hospital, uh, when, you know, talking about what happened, he just, you know, said, oh, I just, it was his you candy.
3: you got to tell somebody what's going on. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you if you know what's going on, use Delta Eight. That's fine. If anything, put a warning on it. You gotta let people know Absolutely. that this can mess you up. Yeah, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, so now maybe you just buy it without any problem, and they'll just you know. So if but in some cases, if you
6: have too much of it, I get I can't understand how it would be just out there if it can get you high. Well, so like that, that was the thing I saw. Like I, I never used it, like I said, but I, I saw it popping up in a, a, a gas station that I used to frequent, right. and I had asked them about it because they sold it in like every form. And of you're selling it at gas? People
3: going to take this, get in their car, and drive?
6: Yeah, and, and it looks just like the real deal. You know, you see it, they got, you know, all like the pre-wraps, like, you know, you might find at, at a dispensary, you know, the gummies, you know, the vapes and all this stuff, little But pills. the
3: gummy, but the dispensary, you're buying, I mean, you're buying legal, but you're buying, you know what you're buying. Yeah. The Delta 8. I mean, if marijuana were illegal, would Delta
6: 8 be illegal? Uh, Well, they had it available for sale before uh, marijuana was So like, it's $3. not even classified as marijuana then? I, I'm i not entirely sure. It might be just considered a hemp product. I don't know mm. if hemp products, but I know that they... Um, so they get it, uh, to my knowledge, by synthesizing like CBD with other chemical processes. No, I get that. So but if it's going to have a
3: reaction, you have to tell people.
6: Well, yeah, yeah, but I, I assume the workaround is that they say, oh, this is a CBD product. And since CBD was decriminalized, mm. I, I assume that was the workaround for it. Um, I know that they also sell other Delta products i've seen delta 10 or like delta zero What's delta 10 i say similar thing to delta 8 just a different <laughs> one of the, the compounds just you, you know like, like delta moving. 8 where do you see delta 10 <laughs> delta 3000 yeah, delta, delta 3000 <laughs> that's a car yeah really <laughs> speed is gonna drive that one in the new yeah with yeah. shim shim speaking of uh, of, of drugs though see, do you ever see the, the speed racer movie the one from, like, 2008 or something no. with all, like, the bright lights and stuff in it and, <laughs> like, all the warped camera angles and everything. Oh, they must have been on drugs.
3: Yeah. Did you ever see the one where you, you, you take the dark side of the moon and you sync it up with the Wizard of Oz and I, it all makes sense? I,
6: I... Have you ever heard of that? I, I heard of that one, the dark side of the Oz or something like that. The they dark, call it. The, yeah, The dark side, you get Pink Floyd. You got a certain place you have to psych it up and it all matches there's there's one that i think remember i remember specifically the, like the maniac on the warpath or something like that i can't I remember something i've never like done it, it i just heard you it. never did it i've never done that surprised me i would have thought you would did you ever play the beatles record backwards over i am the wars
3: no, he was saying cranberry
6: sauce at the end. He wasn't He saying. was hungry.
3: He did not say, <laughs> I buried Paul. He was saying cranberry sauce. See, the idea was, somewhere along the line, they get the idea because the Beatles had taken a break. Uh, they'd stopped touring and they were just in non-existent. They were working on Sgt. Pepper, so they were non-existent. So what happened was, uh, people start getting these rumors. They start coming up with these conspiracy theories that Paul was dead. And what they did was they they start looking for clues. So if you get the Abbey Road album cover and you look at the 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 four of them walking across the street, there's a Volkswagen parked on the road and the license plate is twenty eight if. Oh my god, he would have been twenty eight. Look at they giving us a clue. And then there was another one where uh Paul is walking barefoot. George yeah. is the grave digger. John, you know, John is the priest. He's got the white suit on. George had the denim and they worked that out. Uh, Billy Shear is yeah. the real Paul McCartney
6: and he's on the Sgt. Pepper album. I was going to say, I heard about <coughs> the Sgt. Pepper one, something with his uniform.
3: Is he's facing, he's not facing front. He's facing the back and the three of them are facing, Paul's got his back to the audience. Yeah. This whole thing. And they actually went out and had a trial. And they got F. Lee Bailey, who was one of the top lawyers in the country, to prove that Paul McCartney. And McCartney, like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys? 19 minutes on New Jersey 101.5. This Father's Day, New Jersey 101.5 is giving dad some meat. And some heat. It's the last week to listen for our Father's Day Meat and Heat. Code word is 9 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. You can instantly win some meat, a free $100 Wegmans gift card. You'll also qualify to win some heat, our grand prize of a $900 Weber grill from Parks Casino. There's three chances to win every day thanks to our sponsors, Wegmans and Parks Casino. With the closest live table games, exit 6 off the New Jersey Turnpike. must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good luck. And happy Father's Day from a New Jersey, 101.5.
6: All right, Ryan, what else we got? All right, the Miami Heat, they're currently uh, playing right now against, uh, what is it, Denver, the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets. But yesterday, during a mid-game uh, bit with Connor McGregor, he went out and they kind of had like a little fake, like, you know, prep to box thing where they got Did their they? hands up. And then Connor McGregor takes one swing, pff, knocks down the, the mascot, goes in, bam, of the Heat. Yeah, the mascot of the heat, and then goes over and bam, another punch to the mascot and knocks the mascot out. Yeah. Seriously, knocked him out? Knocked him out, but it was supposed to be part of a bit, and he just punched harder than intended. Oh, what an um, idiot. And so uh, it, I don't see anything about it, any sort of charges uh, being placed anywhere. Um, but well, I'll tell you the one guys. Thing. <laughs> I'd get a lawyer. Absolutely. I would get a lawyer. He's one of Such- the. ching. You know, I, he, don't get me wrong. He's a great fighter, but the stuff I've seen, like, you know. Conor McGregor? Yeah, he doesn't strike me as a very nice guy. No. Um, uh, you know what? Like I said, you hit me. I got a lawyer. Let's go. <laughs> if I oh. saw him, though, I'd be like, oh, Mr. McGregor, great, great
3: to meet Why you. Why would you? Steven Seagal had stories about that. Like, he would, like, when they'd make the movies, he would, like, be, he would hurt the extras.
1: What? And like that. I'm <laughs> you know, an actor.
3: I'm not in it, you know. Uh, yeah.
6: <laughs> And what's the first thing I do afterwards? Oh, man, Mr. Seagal was so nice. He could have broken my whole arm, but he only got my hand. He only got my hand.
3: (laughs) I'm pretty sure. That's what I had heard. All right, what else we got?
6: Uh, what else we got here uh, in Florida? Like when you get the corned beef. All right. What else? And I like to have a hip hop on pastrami. What else? <laughs> so people in D.C. were a little bit concerned because uh, there was a Conor McGregor was coming to town. Yes. Conor McGregor. <laughs> Conor <in> McGregor is <laughs> coming to town. <laughs> well, so a black bear was wandering through uh, a neighborhood in mm. the middle of uh, northeast Washington. So, just out and about, you know, minding his own business in the middle of the a town I think the bear should be more city. worried. I think the
3: bear should be more worried walking through the streets of Washington
6: <laughs> than the people. <laughs> but it was, it was less than right? five minutes from the Capitol. Really? Yeah, it really got in there. It was hitting the big city. Really? And found out the where you could find all the good uh, picnic baskets. They get a Joe Biden picnic basket. <laughs>
3: yeah. Maybe Biden gave him some of his ice cream cone. So that, but that's not the only thing. The bear that, actually knew more than anybody in the White House. <laughs> was he was fair. smarter than the average bear. He was smarter than the <laughs> average president.
6: <laughs> hey, boo <boo-boo>. boo. <laughs> so that's not the only. Yogi, we're going to the White House. <laughs> Get in. Um, but that's not the only bear. Uh, there only was another in Jersey, bear. New Jersey, sorry, the U.S. The and one that th- said
3: only you can prevent forests. They don't know about that one. They should have thought about that last week. I haven't heard about only a smoke you in a while. can prevent. Well, maybe if we had, we wouldn't have all those forest fires
6: last week. Maybe he quit. You just yeah. saw all the fires. He's like, all right, I give up. I tried.
3: Nobody, nobody takes me seriously. <laughs> now look what happens.
6: Yeah, uh, but in Florida, uh, mm-hmm. they were surprised when a black bear was uh, out swimming in the ocean. Uh, just on the beach. I bet the whales and dolphins were pretty shocked by it. <laughs> hey. Um, <laughs> Stay in your lane, dude. <laughs> they they were probably like, How is this bear washing up on our shores?
3: Yeah, really. What the hell's what the, what the hell is going on here? A little Vinslin body action.
6: Uh, All right, one more. One more? Uh ooh. Okay, I was going to say, people thought it was a dog at first, then they oh. went over and they realized that the the large thing was actually a bear. This oh, is not a dog! You know what? Instead yeah. of another article, I went hiking yesterday, and out on the trail... Well, you should have led with that. <laughs> no, well, yeah, I should have. But uh, as I was going out, it was my first time in a while, hiking like the Delaware Water Gap. Um, we're going up the trail, and there's a large group of people off to the side, and we're like, eh, whatever. And we start walking past them, and I see... One, two, three, four little bear cubs come across. Oh, really? And then big Mama Bear comes as well. Oh, nice! So it was cool to see that, but like we we ha- we had to hang back for like ten or fifteen minutes. Stayed away from the cubs. Yeah, but or Mama Bear would show off. Yeah, but they were all climbing the tree. Like you know how they always tell you, like bears can climb really well. I yeah. didn't believe it because of how big they are. And then you see it, and they just scramble up that thing like it's nothing, like they it's just hang. more ground. They,
3: they hang on the branch too.
6: Yeah, You ever see that they got these like these giant claws. Even the babies, like you could see it yeah. from a distance. They all have these giant claws that they just like. That's beautiful. I yeah. like that. All
3: right, kiddo. Mañana we do this all over again.
0: This has been the Steve Travale Show on Demand. Check out the latest from Steve on our free app or NJ1015.com. New Jersey